I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is our review of God of War Ragnarok. So straight off the bat, a massive thank you for PlayStation Australia for providing Max and I the review code of the latest from Santa Monica Studios. <sighs> now, look, everyone knows, Max, yourself included, how much God of War 2018 means to me. So Absolutely fuck all. Yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> it is. I have gone on the record saying 2018 is my favorite game of all time, uh, especially around its themes of the father, son, uh, and, and etc., which we'll elaborate more on shortly. So it, it does mean the absolute world to me that we've been able to spend time with this, spend a good hunk of time with this, and uh, yeah, really get like wrist deep in, in Ragnarok. Uh, Max, before we jump into the, the main beats, let's just give a, a, a minute or so. What's your what's your quick impressions? Oh, uh, look, quick impressions. Following on from from oh, our for last context, we've, know, we've both finished the game, by the way. Just to, yeah. So uh, quick, quick, you know, quick thoughts. You know, very similar to our first uh, early impressions review video. If you liked 2018 God of War, uh, God of War, this is just more of that, but cranked up to 11. Like, it's just, it's all that and more. They've made such fantastic improvements. It's just, it in in every way, it's just, it's just as good, if not better. I would completely agree with that. So, you this is an incredible sequel to an already incredible game. Mm-hmm. There was an interview, I believe, where Corey Barlog mentioned that, hey, we were writing God of War, and then we went, oh, shit, we better slow this down, because they started writing into what was going to become Ragnarok. And then from there, they sort of clearly built it to be bigger than what it's originally intended. Uh, and you can tell, there is such a fluidity between both of these titles, especially from a story perspective, in that, it you know how there's sometimes that stilted feel between between games? Mm. this doesn't have any of that it felt like i picked up exactly where we left it the characters you know and love are still there and the introduction of new ones it looks great it plays great i cried endlessly uh this game is absolutely amazing and i know i'm coming in with a bias i guess accidentally but on purpose and i'm, I'm happy uh that my expectations were not just met they were exceeded so max Let's get into the nitty and gritty. Now, of course, uh, we are doing a non-spoiler discussion, aside from being NDA'd up the butthole. Uh, we, we literally cannot and we would not uh, spoil this game for you in any way, because why would we? This game is brilliant, and you should be experiencing it the same way that we did, in that no one interrupted it. No one gave us spoilers. We just got to play and enjoy it. And I think Skill Up made a great tweet about it today, uh, time of recording, is that you should be surprised at the same way that we were surprised when we played it. And I couldn't agree with that more. So, in the overall summation uh, of the story, it takes it sets up a number of years after the events of God of War 2018. Uh, Fimble Winter is upon uh, the Nine Realms, uh, and we are slowly approaching what could be Ragnarok. 
Also, it is at Ragnarok's the name of the title. Uh, so a, a Kratos and Atreus, their relationship has grown and blossomed in that time. Uh, Atreus is now a, a young man rather than a boy. And uh, as they go on their various journeys together uh, to process the idea of, uh, of, of, of fate and destiny and prophecy. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what I can say without spoiling. Is there, I know, any, it's, is there it's any so beats hard. I haven't hit in like the general discussion that is the the story? No, it's just, it's just cool how this how the stories play out because you can you can see that each of the like Kratos and Atreus are obviously going through their own things. Where Kratos is like, you know, I want to, I don't want to slip back into my old habits, but at the same time, I'm like, I will do anything. Yeah for this kid and and then this this kid is like i need to find out who i am but i'm concerned or worried that that my father will not allow me to take the the risks i need to take in order to get the information i need with or without him well let's that, jump straight there's into this, that there's, there's this like to and fro between the two characters where there's this push and pull of like i need to i want to know who i am but to do this, I need to do this, and at the at this time, you're not letting me get there. And there's that that stro that internal struggle that Atreus is having, not knowing really who he really is. Between you know, coming off the back of 2018's God of War and 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 having all that revealed to you at the end, it's um you it's know, also it's pretty not even thing. it's also not even that. Like if you strip back the specifics of what God of War is in terms of the the scenarios, this is a great coming of age story for Atreus. It's mm. the, rather, you know, it's like, yes, he happens to be a giant, spoilers of 2018, uh, and that is a big part of who he's seeking for himself within this game. It's coming, it's, it's the same scenario of someone in their 13, their 14, they're, start, they're starting to find themselves and find out who they are separate from their parents, which is a massive part of growing up, except these guys have the additional part of, of dealing with uh, the end of all things at the same time. And Kratos is doing it in the same way as a parent when your child is hitting this age. It's that tough balance of, I don't want to lose my I don't want to lose my child. I don't want to I want to hold on to them, but I know I need to let them go in some and create that distance, but not like forces, but I mean as in let them be free and let them um see the world their way and find who they are without without you. Except the difference here is when you say I want to hold them close is because it's the end of all things and I don't want to lose them completely. So it's a really incredible good father-son story as the first one was they've expanded it in a different way here where in the first game it was all about building that relationship between kratos and atreus because kratos had intentionally kept himself at a distance because of that fear of who he was and the past that he has knowing that you know he'd be horrified Atreus would be horrified if he did if he was to learn of, of the things that he had done and that he his entire uh, motivations was to be better uh so to see that here and their relationship, he is no longer boy. He is Atreus. He is my son. You know what I mean? Like the the just the choice in wording alone has demonstrates the alteration and growth in this relationship, and it fucking warms my heart. Like to to no end. I'm sitting here playing through the colds of Midgard, the colds of Fimble Winter, and 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 Ragnarok, and my heart felt warm the entire time watching the two of them 
give the the utmost brilliant performance. Christopher Judge uh, and the gentleman and the young gentleman who plays Atreus, whose name escapes me at this moment, absolutely delivered again. Mm. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Uh, Christopher Judge's ability to demonstrate so much emotion without uttering a word, it makes me so. I look at this and I go, yeah, he is the perfect cast for this game. There was no, There is no one else, I feel, that could have done a better job. To me, that voice, that performance, that presentation is Kratos. No fault to the individual that did it in the, in the original Greek um, trilogy or quadrilogy, I guess, with Ascension. Uh, but this is, this is my Kratos and I couldn't be happier. Um, yeah, and I said as Atreus coming into that young that young that young man, like we we see moments of that rebellion that comes with the young team in a different way from the first one. It's that idea of like, man, everyone fucking hates me. You know, like it's that good old emo energy of a of a of a young teen uh, and wanting to sort of rebel and be separate and be treated like an adult, but they're not quite an adult. It's uh, yeah, how how do you feel about the relationship between uh, Kratos and and Atreus? Now, knowing that when you played twenty eighteen, you were not a father, unlike at the time where I was, so it hit me differently. As a father now, does that does this change anything for you? Not not overly, because obviously, you know, my, my you know, I have a daughter; she's only three, so it's it's a very different age gap. But it's it's such a compelling. story narrative between between those two characters in this game and and like i said you know it started so it started so strong in 2018 and they've just they've just completely upped the ante that it feels so genuine mm. i think that's one of the, the the biggest selling points for it is it and you know it really makes you believe that this is um this you know they show their emotions so well because similar to what you said you know you know kratos can do it with without you know, uttering a word, they they both play off each other so well, and you can see that you know the the fruits of that in in the game itself. Like it just it just really it's it's hard to explain without going too deep into the spoilers because obviously a lot of the story beats are very spoiler centric. Well, yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it's, it's a narrative it's, journey, so it's, you can't it's touch a, those points without spoiling. It's, it's such a loving story as well. Mm. Like you can see how how deeply they both care for each other, and they know that uh, to a degree their actions are just hurting each other as well. Yeah. So it's it's this it's that push and pull of like you know I want my dad to be proud of me, but I need to do these things. But he's he's so set in his ways because this is how he did it, and this is how he had to do it. And he doesn't want, and although he doesn't want me to follow down that path, he wants me to forge my own path to a degree. He's also denying me that whilst, you know, trying to protect me during these end of days, during this, you know, it's, it's just, it's such a fantastic, compelling story. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those must, it, it's definitely a must play. It, yeah, like well, spoilers already because the game's fucking brilliant. Like this is the front runner for my game of the year, and I already knew that coming in. Pardon me, like I had a feeling that Ragnarok, I'm like I'm gonna play this in my game of the year, and it is. And like, like aside from all the other beats that we're going to talk about in this review, just the performances alone is enough mm. for me to go. This is it. This is the one. 
Well, it's it's funny. Like I, I had this conversation conversation with you about a week ago because I, I finished it a, a few days before you did. Um, if I was to judge my game of the year on the gameplay alone, I think Elden Ring would still take it. But as an entire package, God of War just completely blows it out of the water. Very much so. Like it's just it's just in, and like you know how much of a. Uh, you know, a hard on I have for Soulsborne games. Like this is just, the it's it's brilliant. Like it's it's really hard to, you know. There's there's not, it's not I, like it's one of those games that it's so near perfect that it's just. But what I, what I love about this this game, aside from the story that is Kratos and Atreus. It is all the other characters that are involved in this story, in this journey as well, and how they all have such powerful presentation. Um, so Freya returns. Um, you know, we last we left off in 2018. Her her son Boulder has just uh, has had been taken. He'd been he was killed by Atreus and uh, and Kratos, and we see in the trailers like her just disdain for the two of them and her desire to destroy them um to take back you know to seek revenge upon how boulder was taken from her 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 arc in this game obviously no spoilers of course is as brilliant i think freya is an exceptional uh, additional supporting cast member in the same way that Mimir is. They deliver such a exceptional background, a different nuance to the story and like adding, because we're adding a, essentially adding a feminine uh, a, a angle to it. Because, um, you know, where we're looking at father and son, we're looking at a mother and a son with uh, Boulder and, and, and Freya. And sort of the that whole aspect as well which is which is brilliant um yeah and then we get and then we start getting into the lines of you know brock and sindri who returned from the original and holy crap do they get fleshed out something fierce in this game don't get me wrong they were touched upon in 2018 and we got to learn a lot about them and their involvement in the creation of mjolnir and like the leviathan axe and like and all the major weaponry essentially within the world uh of, of norse mythology they they have such a front and center role in this story and even though they were fine as supplementary characters to have them to be given so much more and so much more that means something like so good do you want to before we touch on the next set of characters do you have anything to say about those ones uh, no, I think you. I think you. You pretty much hit it on the head. Um, I, w- I was just going to point out, you know, a- as in 2018, how you experience a lot of the, uh, essentially like the background lore and mm. character dialogue and whatnot through through Mimia conversations when you're just traveling. You get that here with the the myriad of 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 other companions and and people that you meet. So it's. You know, it's tell me a story about them. Tell me how this happened when they did it. Tell me this. And it even goes the other way where they start asking Kratos because as Kratos has lowered a lot of those walls compared to the first game. So they're asking him uh, uh, questions about his time in in Greece, which is 
awesome in like because they're getting to learn about him as a as an individual mm. and his history so it's expanding on both those things and where you find they discuss the you know ana uh, analogous uh, i think that's the right word the similes between their mythology and and the greek mythology which is oh it's awesome and yeah once again it, it adds to that character building of kratos and his willingness and openness to to express like his past even though that had been such a, a pain point for him coming into this um which is great but of course then in it's it can't be god of war without all the gods themselves uh it's in the trailers you see him thor is here voiced by ryan hurst uh the actor behind my favorite absolute character in sons of anarchy op winston so to hear his voice it fills me with such a happiness um because he, he was my grounding character but thor himself now uh, he had a way more dynamic story than i intended it didn't go down the path i thought it was going to i'm not once again not going to say what it was but it really caught me off guard and I thoroughly enjoyed the performance that Ryan Hurst provided. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His, his arc was very interesting. Like I, 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 granted almost every character in this game had, had such a fantastic character growth and an arc that they, where we got to know, you know, why they are the way they are what brought them to this place, essentially what what led them to where they are now. Uh, and it's it's done in such a fantastic way. Um, yeah, it's just... It's, it's so it's so hard trying to praise this when it's it's so spoiler-heavy. Like, it's really... Because, <laughs> you know, like you said at the start, you know, everyone deserves to experience it for the first time, just as we did. And, you know... Well, we can touch upon be, be some of the... Be careful, like, spoilers are out there because the game yeah. leaked. Be, we like, can touch upon, like, the the, the, the basic... Like, the, like the subtext, or like, not subtext, like, even the, the thematical part of it. So... I mean, at the Thor, end... Of, I, yeah, Thor comes in as this... A brand simile to, to Kratos and to Atreus in that of a relationship with a god as a father and like this omnipotent you know head of the gods like with kratos and zeus um you know with atreus and, and kratos even and of course with thor and odin so it's was, it was very interesting to sort of to have them share a lot of beats um mm. which is that really good way because i think one of the greatest things this game does is demonstrate perspective your this this character's perspective versus this character's perspective and even around the same scenario and how it's seen differently and how it alters and one of the thing one of my favorite things this game does <clears throat> is that there will there's a line that seems really throwaway like earlier on and then later around it, it comes back around and it means more because it's, it's been recontextualized from a different perspective you know even something as simple as the 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 line from one of the opening scenes of 2018 like don't be sorry be better like that's something that, that is so prevalent through this game with the whole concept of you you can change who you are like you those things you have done they don't define you what define what was the example it's it's not the item it's its nature that's kind of something that's yeah. explained you know and it's the nature of the person is more important than than what they have done um because you know your nature can't change but you as a person can um and seeing that be presented in a number of characters that seems to be the overarching theme is is change um 
whether it be in you know having your child grow up or wanting to change who you are or you know changing as the result of something um it's been really really good now we won't, we won't touch on any more of the um the north gods that appear uh because i think the only one that's like clearly advertised is thor like obviously odin's a big part it would make sense for him to be in there it's not spoilers by mentioning his existence um the actor that that, that plays odin brilliant absolutely brilliant i heard that i heard i can't think of his name but i heard the voice one thing i don't want to spoil it. i heard the voice and i went oh wait that can't be and then i googled it went oh, no fucking way that's so cool and like he it delivered such a very calming odd like yes uh, what's we're looking for like a suspiciously calm demeanor which kind of mm. really threw off all these stories of odin being this giant tyrant of a god and his dude and he's like hey man what's going on how's things uh, Tia, we can talk about as well because we, you know, he's in, the, he's in the trailers. We can talk about him in the preview. So one of the first things you do at the start of the game is you find the God of War for Norse mythology. It's Tia, and there's some great symbology at, the, at, at this moment in time as well. And just sort of having this God of War go and save the other God of War because he too had been trained up and mistreated by. This is all in the trailers, by the way. Um, by mistreated by their All Father. So to have that that little symbology there, oh, fantastic, absolutely fantastic. But even he, so you know, tea, uh, so Tia's pacifist in this world. So he's just like, yeah, no, I mean, I'm the guy of the war, but I don't do war no more. No, that's not for me. That's a whole dynamic too. That was awesome. Once again, change, very very cool. Uh, anything you want to touch upon story or characters before I inadvertently spoil more? Because I will. Uh no, no, no. I think I think that's good. But if you yeah, if you're coming for the story in the same way that I did, you're in love. You're gonna be in love with this game. It's fucking brilliant. Um, gameplay. So at its core, the game is plays near on identical uh, to mm-hmm. that of God of War 2018, which makes sense. But in the in the same way that any sequel sort of really works, it takes what was already brilliant and tweaks it, makes it a little bit better, adds some more things. Um, there's not a lot of difference i found did you feel there's anything major not really um you know all the all the equipment that you get armor all the individual armor pieces and whatnot can be upgraded and as you upgrade them you know they just become better the skill trees are nigh on identical um i don't recall if you could like socket those extra runes that uh that you could in in this one yeah so you you could add uh, some, some individual skills have like uh you uh, the, you'll stun for longer you'll deal more damage or you're less likely to be knocked out of your attack um, that was cool i don't recall if that was in 2018 or not no so some minor improvements from the skill tree in that you 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 gain benefit from using moves so within the skill tree if you had access to say this cool finisher or this cool um mm. stun technique whatever the more you use it you would get active benefits within the skill tree if, like if you completed that that maneuver that skill pardon me, X amount of times, it bumps up from bronze to silver to gold. And once it hits gold, you can then add a permanent um, shift to it. So whether it be like uh, extra damage, extra element, extra stun, something like that, that's a cool little feature for like, you know, to sort of reward you to use more parts of the tree. So that's a nice little touch from a gameplay perspective, rather than just locking into, you know, the same standard way. 
adds mm. an incentive. Like, hey, you go over here and add a bit more. Try over here. So what you can do, you're going to increase it. Um, so the the weaponry is primarily the same. You come in with uh, with your Blades of Chaos and the Leviathan Axe from 2018. Um, that's pretty much what you spend the majority of the game playing with. Uh, Atreus is still there with his bow and his arrow, but as he is improved, um, because in the game is you know they've been training every day since since the end of 2018. You know, so Atreus as a sidekick is better. I find the AI to be a bit more interesting, and this one it kind of reacted at least. I feel different, but you know, there's a bit when you in terms of the, the skill tree, they become even better again. Um, yeah, so the, the combat itself is good. It, it feels good the same way as it did in, in the previous game. The one thing that I, I don't know, because we're playing on PS5. There was something about the way the controller felt in PS4 in 2018. When that, when that axe comes back and thunk, like you could feel it like it's such a thud in the controller. Now, I may have not been paying attention because it's too intense in the game. Did you find that there was such there was a such a response in the haptics? Um, I don't recall purely because I barely used the Leviathan Axe. Are you a big Blades guy? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a Blades, I'm a Blades man. Yeah. <laughs> I think I only ever pulled the Axe out if I had to deal with... Because obviously, similar to that in 2018... Uh, some enemies are imbued with um bifrost or the the fires of hellheim yeah yeah so i only ever really used the 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 axe when i needed to break the you know break the enchantment Mm. type thing i very yeah i'm I'm a fire for life blades boy yeah like i find the blades of chaos really good for crowd management like if there's a lot of enemies all at once he's like Mm. but like i always found that maybe just because of how i leveled the leviathan axe i found that if i wanted a harder damage hit the leviathan axe was way to the way to go if you if you want a bit more of like a little chip you know literally chipping off uh health the the blades are the way to go but if you just want those big honking hadoukens that's that's where you go for that one um Let's see what else. So the, a lot of the puzzles are still the same, whether whether it be around the finding all the chests. Um, I didn't find a lot of variants in that. There were some new uh, elemental and uh, uh, ways to solve puzzles, uh, whereas mm. a lot more of the, the the runic arrows. So previously, you know, Atreus, you could just shoot arrows, but they've kind of added little variants to it. There's an arrow that sort of uses. Uh, the, the arrows can alter things in the world and they allow for puzzles to be solved easier uh, or solve the puzzle period. And then, yeah. you know, in that true Metroidvania aspect of the game, you go, oh shit, I don't know what that is. You come back to it later and then suddenly you're like, oh crap, now I know what I can do with that. And that's the best part. So now that I finished the game, because it what, took me 30, just over 31 hours, you did it in 22? Yeah, just over 22. Yeah. Uh, granted, I golden passed it yeah. and you didn't i did um, not i uh i because the, the, the thing about this game is like, what i love about it is the lore and the story and the worlds so i just started fucking around i started going around all the side stuff looking at everything that i could and then as the embargo date was rapidly approaching i'm like oh no uh and then for, like knowing full well that i can do it after the end of the game because like in the same same as the previous um i'm like uh yeah but i'm really enjoying all this 
and they're like hey we have to record something in like two days I'm like uh okay and they kind of rushed it towards the back end but um where was i going with that yeah i guess so yeah so like with that whole metroidvania aspect is i've seen more of the world so i've seen more moments and areas of like i can't get to that yet oh i can't get to that yet see where now you're going to have the advantage of just if you just start from the start from the first realm and walk your way through you can clear everything out because you've got it which is, which is which is essentially what i'm going to do yeah i'm going to get the platinum for this game i'm 100 yeah doing it. like the trophy list isn't live at time of recording like we can't even see like i think i've got like 40 something percent of them um but i can't even see what they are so i don't even know what i'm seeking <laughs> Mm. which is interesting my my guess is like all the all the usual beats like um similar to that of 2018 it's like get, get the collectibles get get this do this do that yeah all the story beats and then all the ravens yeah. and all the side quests and you know all that sort of stuff which would be cool mm-hmm. um because i'm pretty sure that there's no trophy booked to difficulty again this time mm. playstation have been really good in the first party releases to not have difficulty um connected trophies um, so yeah, with, with 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 their huge amount of accessibility options, it would be weird to have a gated trophy behind a difficulty. Yeah, and that's great. Yeah. Which which is it's awesome. So I played on like right down the middle because it was fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly the same. Um, but yeah, in terms of the gameplay, what one of the things I really loved is the, the different realms. So in the same as the first one, you get to experience a number of different realms. I'm not going to go into all of them, um, mostly for spoiler reasons. But one thing I really respected and I really loved is that every realm felt different in that even though you you do tread on some that we'd seen before, the likes like Musfelheim, you know, we saw that in the first game, you know what that is, it's like the mortal looking world. Um, Midgard is, you know, Earth. But what's great about Midgard is previously it was all green, lush and amazing. It's now all white and blue and cold. So their ability to reshape the entire world visually, even down to sledding around the Lake of the Nine compared to um, boating it before, there's small little details that kind of reshape it because ice is, you know, some of the paths you may remember, like, oh, I can't go down that path because it's been iced over. Mm. oh okay cool but there's a new path because of it because i the previous you know the ice has made a different path where the water wasn't and then there's like svartalfheim which we see uh in the trailers we discussed in our preview this is the land of uh the realm of the dwarves uh and and it's so dope in that like all the because they're dwarves that all their towns are smaller and Kratos seems huge. And then of course you find Tyr there and Tyr's even taller than Kratos. So he looks even larger again. And we sort of connect, you're able to connect that place through Brock and Sindri. Um, it's it, 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 cause it has such like so many different biomes in that world alone. Like it's got the, the city area or the town area where the dwarves live. And then it's got these underground caves and then it's got like a, a, a swampy like sort of area, marshlands. Yeah. It's awesome. And they all kind of seamlessly move together. And, you know, if we want to include like all the, you know, Alfheim and all the different ones that we've seen from the previous games, because even Alfheim, right? Like you go, like one time, I said I was going to talk about the realms, but I'm talking about the ones that have already been discussed in previous games. Um, when you go in, like it, it looks the same, but slightly different because Fimble Winter has affected it in some way. And there's even moments where you're like, oh, I went this way last time. And the game goes, oh, yeah, we went this way. I think we went this way last time. 
Like, there was a chest here last time, I swear. Yeah, it's really cool how they do those throwbacks. It's like, hey, this is where I did this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it is too. Man, that's where you did that. I remember that. Um, which is really cool. And of course, there's realms that we, we, we go to that we don't experience before. And even then, they had a completely different look and feel and and really represented what the characters, what the, the creatures are within that space. Um, it was really good really good it's it's funny one of the one of the throw one of the throwaway lines that the that the, that the companions say is um there's a there's a point very early on and um you there's a there's a very distinct path that i'm supposed to take and i'm like oh but there's a chest over there i'm just gonna quickly duck over there and get the chest and someone's like you're going the wrong way and then a trace is like nah he he does this dad, dad likes loot he's thorough yeah yeah he he does this he just kind of wanders off sometimes and i think there's a there's a a place where you go and they're like oh yeah i'm sure they appreciate you just grabbing everything that's not nailed down thanks yeah love that it's um it's so yeah some some of the comments are so matter it's fantastic yeah um but yeah so i guess with that comes comes the discussion around like the 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 more hard visual performance side of things visually game's brilliant i played it on but, but oh, before yeah. you jump into it, I'll, I've just pulled up uh, Santa, Sony Santa Monica just tweeted out their graphics modes for PlayStation 5, PS4. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just I'll just run down the list and and then we'll we'll talk about it if you want. So uh, on PS5, we can favor performance, which it, which will give you between 40, 1440 and 2160p targeting 60 frames. You can favor performance with HFR, which is 1440p with unlocked 60. Or favor performance with HFR and variable refresh rate, which is again 1440p unlock 60 frames. Quality 2160p native 4K 30 frames targeted. Uh, favor quality with HFR, you get 1800 to 2160p with 40 frames targeted. Or favor quality HFR VR, it's at uh, 1800 to 2160p with unlocked 40. PS4 is where it gets. Rocky. Yeah, real gnarly. It, PS4 Pro favorite performance, 1080 to 1656p with unlocked 30 frames. PS4 Pro for favored quality, 1440 to 1656p, targeted 30 frames. Standard PlayStation 4, standard graphics, 1080p, targeting 30 frames per second. Yeah, there is no way this game would run well on a PS4. It's just I haven't, I haven't, I haven't played it on PS4. Do you have a pro, um, Do you have a Pro or a standard? I have a standard peasant Ooh. PS4, can you, which is why can you I'm tempted to download it and um, and suss it. Yeah, please do, because obviously the code we were provided with gave us access to both places yeah. for five PS4. Um, I think I might check it out. Yeah, so I played on PS5 with the the favorite performance with the high refresh rate. And I think and the VRR, like I went all out just to get the absolute best experience. I did, I did the exact same thing. And like what, because I part of the great thing about my TV is I can pull up this little game hub that tells me what the active frames are. And I'm sitting at like 90 frames per second for like most of the game. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. And I had no jitter, no stutter. Like you, 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 you could imagine there were moments where the frame rate would drop or would alter. But like... I, n- I didn't have any hitches, any like major noticeable performance problems. The only thing I think you and I had a maybe a similar moment where 
the game didn't register that an encounter had finished. And then it go, and then the next part he goes, "Hang on, why are you not triggering the thing I need to climb the?" All right, and then I just restart the the encounter, and it goes, "Oh yeah, you finished the encounter. Here's the button." Like three. Yeah, so mine, mine wasn't in an encounter. Oh. Mine was a um, talk to an NPC to follow them, and you had to open a you have to open a gate for them, and then you it plays the cutscene of you opening the gate, and then as the gate closed they disappeared and teleported back to the other side of the gate, which is now locked permanently. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> um, so I'm like, I'll restart checkpoint. I did it again, and the same thing happened. So all I ended up doing was following the, the path that I assumed was taken, getting into an encounter with some enemies. And they rocked up. Finishing that encounter, and then they're like, hey, what are you doing? Let's go. Yeah. And then we just went. So it was it was fine. Yeah, see, mine was a fight encounter. And as I took out all the enemies, I think them like, I don't think one of the enemies spawned because I, I, it's one of those, like a heavy. And then when I went, when I, I died and I ran the encounter again, the heavy wasn't there. I was like, that's weird. Like maybe it scaled because I died. I, I, I had something similar, but it wasn't in a in an area where I had to finish the encounter before I could move on. I had one of those those flying eyeballs from the, mm. from the 2018. The nightmares. The nightmares. It just flew under the map. Yeah, I had one get stuck in a in a bit, and I just I just I just couldn't hit it, so yeah. I just left. I'm just like whatever. But I like the only two things I had one creature dive into me and will dive over me in Svartal's fine and get stuck between a wood and a barrel and uh pop and then disappeared. I was like okay, and that was it. <laughs> like like to me that that's just like um clipping and that's fine. Like clipping happens in the best of games. Like the frequency at, like at which the statistical potential of a of a of a, a clipping like that. It's pretty, pretty low. Like I saw two in the thirty hours that I played. Yeah, it's fine. And even then, the one that like the first, like it, it fixed itself in a second. I just happened to turn around and see it. I imagine if I didn't turn around, it would have resolved itself, and I wouldn't have even noticed. But yeah, other than that, performance is absolutely great. It's brilliant. It, so I played the entire thing. You know, said the high frame rate, um, high variable, whatever. It looked brilliant. It never like it, even though with a lesser quote unquote resolution, couldn't have told the difference. It looked exceptional. The colors, amazing. My TV also helps. But like, it just, it's brilliant. So I played through uh, my stereo the whole time. Sounds amazing. The thunks, the the crackles, the little raven crawls, you know, exceptional. So did you play it with your sexy new Steel Series headset? Uh, uh, no, I had it playing through the stereo speakers. Oh, so that's new. Yeah, normally you you normally a headphone guy. What what made you stereo? Oh, because you're playing it with your wife. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, we're having a bit of a bit of internet yeah. troubles there for a sec, but that'll fix itself in a sec. But um. Yeah. No, I was. I was. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's uh, yeah. It, I I can't I can't fault it. Like in terms of its. Yeah, visuals. Um, there's a couple characters that look noticeably not as well done it's not well done is the right is the wrong term so there's a character that you see early on and then you see him a couple times later on and as they stand alongside kratos you see kratos and his gruffness and he's like very high detailed they seem like softer a little bit you can see that he's a background character <laughs> yeah you can see well it's an important character but it's like oh well you just maybe you don't have the same level of detail as kratos's face i guess but that's fine you know it's, it still look amazing it's just noticeably yeah. different 
Um, yeah. Anything from a visuals performance, etc. Because like, obviously the story is the main beat for us. Hence we we focus on. Yeah. No. It's it's um like you said. It, it just it looks stunning. It it plays really well. It um they've they've done such a fantastic job. Well, we don't want to keep people here waiting here too long because it's, you know you might it's time to go pre-order it and play it or whatever. So Max, what do you I think? Think preloads alive for the for, for people who bought it Ooh, uh, digitally. I think, I think I'm pretty sure preloads alive in Australia. Max. So um, yeah. So final thoughts. Um, the game is absolutely fantastic. They they have improved on 2018s in every way. If you liked the first one. This is a very, very easy must play. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. I believe this game is exceptional. Um, are there potential flaws? Yeah, sure. Like in the but in the same way that I still believe that 2018's God of War is one of the greatest games of all time, if not the game of that generation. Pardon me. For me, I believe this is the exact same. Um, the the level of fluidity, as I discussed before around the original and the sequel really tells me that they had such a cohesive and connected plan and vision for what this game is, uh, what this story was going to be for, for Kratos. And it happens to be one of the most relatable connecting stories for me, not just as a father, but as someone that this year for me has been a journey of change a a journey of wanting to be better of not wanting to be the person that i was before um so be able to play a game that had those same stories and actually allowed me to recontextualize some of my own real world things while also telling an incredibly compelling parental story which always hit me hit me in the feels every time anyway backed up by incredible performances from amazing people and i truly hope that ragnarok gets its respect for a game of the year consideration it'll get a consideration for sure but i do feel that Elden Ring will win, will win out because of all you fucking nerds when this game is the best game that I've experienced this year um, and it will take a lot for this game to be matched for me um, on, an, on an emotional level for sure pretty rich for the guy if it's coming from the guy who only experienced the first 10 minutes of Elden Ring because yep. <laughs> the game sucks but <laughs> yeah i i spent the last like this game had me crying a number of times now until 2018 but like the last i don't know 20 minutes i pretty much just spent weeping um in the best way it was just because i was talking to uh, the, uh, the the friend of mine that i've been hanging out with and she she came over and saw some of it and she got hooked almost instantly, by the way, which was amazing. She's like, what the fuck's going on with all this? Obviously, I can't tell you the part that she came in on. She came, on a, she came in at a very pivotal moment in the story. She's like, what the fuck is all of this? I'm like, you are missing like 28 hours worth of shit here. <laughs> like, chill. But 
to sort of how to to to, to share that and someone come and go oh my god this is amazing and to sort of uh, I kind of lost my, my lost my lost my, my thought process there for a second as I kind of got really lost into the game. Um, what was I talking about before I got distracted? Um, the game. Yeah, I kind of zoned. Yeah, you kind of um, zoned out. Thanks, thanks. Uh, how emotional you got in the last twenty minutes? Thank you. Yeah, and I I just thought I'd, to bring that home. It's just sort of yeah, because oh, yeah, I remember now because she asked me. She goes. I, like, how do you feel about now that you finished it? Like, do you feel let down? Do you feel what? Like, you know, even if it's brilliant, like, do, I'm like, no, this game hit everything I, I, I wanted it to be. Like I had, I did have these great expectations of what I wanted this game to be. But in the same breath, I was like, what if it's not? Like I've put so much emotional investment into God of War 2018. Like I've got the collector statue behind me there. I've got figures over there. I've got these random little boxy things that I've been sent. I've got um, a poster in my lounge room. I've got statues. I've got literally all the like this game means the world to me. It means everything. Like I've got a like a, a tattoo plan to complete my to add to my PlayStation sleeve. The big centerpiece is God is it Kratos and Atreus. Um, and I was like, shit, am I going to hype this game up for myself and be bummed out? And as as I rolled credits, I went, I felt content. I felt so happy as I wiped away like ugly tears from my face. You know, those real deep fucking down here in your core cries. Um, and I was like, no, this is exactly what I wanted it to be. Like I, my expectations weren't just met. They were... Uh, ex- uh, exploded like i can't I, I i don't i don't have enough adjectives to describe how he's, great this game is he's gonna make himself cry talking about crying about the game it's gonna happen <laughs> like happen. when because look next week we're gonna record uh, next week time of recording we are going to record a spoiler chat um and we're gonna hit all the beats and we're gonna drop that post launch right just just that's only fair I guarantee you I'm going to cry in that spoiler discussion as I explain the beats and why they mean so much to me and why they resonate um, so deeply for me. And I can't, I can't fucking wait to get into it. One thing I also can't wait for, I took so many screenshots in this game of just incredible moments. I cannot wait to share them. Oh, I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait for the photo mode to be put in. Oh man, I'm gonna run the game again just to do the photo mode because like I can only work off the screenshots. Oh, oh. Look, we don't do rankings on this show. We never really have. I don't believe in them. I say that, but if we did, by God, would this be a ten out of ten? Bias? Uh, oh yes. Oh yes, very much so. What you wouldn't? Nah, it's a it's it's a damn near ten. For yeah, me it's, it's well. like a good like nine five or a ten. You know, like it's it's right there, it's right there. But anyways, that was our review of God of War Ragnarok. God of War Ragnarok hits your digital storefronts and your uh, sh- uh, physical shelves on November 9th. Uh, you know, I am so ready. It's so weird. Like I've got the game. We've played it. We've experienced it. And now I'm like, oh shit. I still got the collector's edition. 
So come November 9th, there'll be a video of me unboxing the Collector's Edition as well as also unboxing the Limited Edition controller because I, I forgot that I ordered that too. Sweet. I'm glad I, I'm glad I love the game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if, only, if only you could get a carnivore chair. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I know those Titans had like the little Omega symbol on it. Oh, and fun fact, I also just bought some off uh, <laughs> Facebook Marketplace. Someone had like a Loot Crate exclusive little God of War shield thing. I'm like, I want it. So I bought that too. And uh, yeah, there's statues. I get, oh man, I want it more. I want more and more in my house. I, and I linked the other day. I'm like, hey, can I buy these foam like axe blades of cast? Like, no, they look dumb. I'm like, yeah, but they look cool on my wall. But yeah, but yeah, check it out, November 9th. Um, this is this like for, so. My birthday's this week. I turned 33. Uh, this, <laughs> You're old. Yeah. <laughs> this has been the most unintentional birthday present i could have ever had like it's just and then knowing that, I, that i'm gonna chill with this game for the rest there are a couple other games we've got, we, we've, we've got to play but i might just chill with god of war for a little bit and we'll come back to those other ones in a little while but anyways max give them the spiel for anyone that did happen to come across this for the first time oh well if you ha- if this is the first if, if this is your first time watching us you can catch our regularly scheduled program which isn't on a regular schedule which is actually we've been, no, we've been pretty good lately well we haven't but missed an can, episode in months uh, I, it was more of a you know we used to chop and change when we were recording live we don't do that so much anymore yeah, but we're but very the, set in our ways but the show is always so for those who don't know oh yeah you know we what we do we, each and every week we do a show called for the players the pop culture PlayStation podcast it's a personality driven uh playstation centric show made here in australia uh with an australian spit on it so you kind of see it through our perspective everything's when you have, upside down yeah yeah it's upside down crazy. there's a lot, crazy of, lot of swearing and so it's that was what we refer to as the late show of uh of playstation podcast in that it's chock full of personality like you see how you know we're not just a uh news uh regurgitator we're a podcast there's a thousand of them out there um there's a lot more to it than what we do and max when does it come out well you can check that show out every monday morning at 8 a.m australian eastern daylight savings time on podcast services including apple Podcasts and spotify or if you want to see our gorgeous faces you can check us out on youtube at 9 a.m australian eastern daylight savings time every monday morning but normally if you want to join the conversation as it happens head over to twitch.tv slash the pop culturist where you can watch us record this show live on a sunday night at 8 p.m australian eastern daylight savings time uh we can jump in the chat and become part of the show if you want to support this show you can by uh uh heading over to wait what was it if you want to support the show, you can by... Oh, I completely lost my train of thought. If you want to support, you want to support the show, support you can. Us, you can. Here's like, my PayPal. Yeah. If you support the show, you can. So if you, if you are listening to some podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. And if you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopcultures, as well as our merchandise store, podcast.com slash shop. We can buy shirts and other assorted shit without logos on it but of course just before just before you wrap it up did we get any twitter questions no we did not oh. i also didn't chase yeah. it up yeah neither did we'll i we'll do it in the spoilers we'll do it in the spoilers so once again big thank you to playstation australia providing max and i the review code to spend the last two-ish weeks three-ish weeks uh with god of war ragnarok it's much appreciated but until next week until next time i'm ryan betson and Max Cooper. And that 
was God of War Ragnarok. 